Welcome back to Just the Tip-Off, the NBA podcast that has lost to the Knicks less times than the Rockets this season. <laughs> Not cheers into that. I got you, Sam. All right. <sighs> yeah. They, it, they didn't. It. At least the Rockets have absolutely zero controversy when it comes to ownership in general. Oh, wait. Sorry about Sorry. There. They do have some issues, never mind. Yeah, but they're all, like, geopolitical. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're on a, a different it's, level. It's, it's not like... There's, it's, not petty, it's not Petty's kicking Spike Lee out of the game. Like, no, like, it's like, like oh, hey, we almost uh, contributed to the trade war with China. <laughs> there's different tiers, like, different leagues, if you will. But, yeah, no, honestly, that kind of... There was, shrug it off. I told you they were going to forget about some games. They let that one get away. and they, I mean, they shot absolutely horrible in the first half, despite the fact that they got some wide-open looks. So, I'm not... Exactly. If I, you go back and watch the tape, you'll see that that, that game will be thought of as, as wow, what, that's... They also Knicks only team lost, beat them? Did, did they only lose by one? Yeah. They, one yeah, the Knicks, Knicks were up, uh, like, 18 at least in the fourth, and they came back. But, hey... First uh, first game under new management, Leon Rose to the Knicks is a W, and Spike Lee gets kicked out. So it's it's a win win. <laughs> it's a win win win, really. I'm pretty sure you. Only James Dolan would sell the team. They might get somewhere. Right. That would shoot. Did you see that earlier in the season? Like some fan, like he was walking on the walking like to back to like the locker room area. Dolan was, and he yelled, "Sell the team!" And Dolan banned him for. Yeah, I thought that was life. last year. No, it was this year. It was this year? Yeah. Yeah. He's done that multiple times. That's, that's kind of a, a dick move. All right. Do we want to talk about the Knicks or do we want to talk about the Rockets? Because I have things to say about both teams. Well, um, one's a playoff team. One's like – I'm not even – one's the Knicks. Right. So well, so I feel like we could talk about the playoffs and talk about the Knicks in like the last Playoffs? We okay. talking about playoffs? All right, so <laughs> the Rockets small ball experiment. If there is one thing that the Knicks exposed, it's that they are, surprise, surprise, very susceptible to offensive rebounds. And especially when you look at the teams that they're going to have to go through in the West, I think they match up well against the Clippers maybe, but, you know, going up against the Lakers, that might be a problem. Going up against the Jazz, that might be a problem. Going up against... Fuck it, maybe the Pelicans, but I don't see that going up against the Nuggets. That'll be a problem going up against. But here's the thing: you, I, I see every other possible playoff team uh, is bigger against yeah. teams that they're 500 and under. You're right; they kind of suck on offensive rebounds. They are the league worst, 37 and a half percent, 30th in the league on giving them up to. Uh, opposing teams, but those are teams that are crappy, like the Knicks, okay. the Hornets. Um, who is their other loss to? Regardless, the teams that they are 500, uh, their their record is 500 or above. It's 25 and a half percent, and they're 13th in the league. Okay. So teams like the Jazz twice, the Lakers, and Boston twice. Mm-hmm. So teams that actually matter. And, again, I think they have a level of effort that they put out on the floor that really – they're going to take some games off. And I'm oh, going to yeah. say they overlook the Knicks. And it, I can't really blame them. Come on. It's yeah. the Knicks. Uh, one, one thing about the Rockets, as we were saying, they didn't shoot the ball well. And that's – the rebounding is obviously concerned in the playoffs. But I feel like this has been the concern for years is that the Rockets have these games where they just cannot shoot the ball. And the question is – can they shoot the ball well 
four out of seven games. That's the question, you know, how, if they do go in a dry spell, how bad is it? Because we are, there are already some players on that team who aren't very good shooters. Sorry, Mason, Russell Westbrook isn't the most prolific shooter. Jeff Green isn't a great shooter. P.J. Tucker's okay, but only from the corner, you know? Like, if James Harden isn't on, I don't really... They're going to struggle to shoot the ball. Now, the flip side is that when Westbrook's in, I think this past month, he has the highest field goal percentage in the paint because he's just driving, and he's like, getting fouled, and he's making the layup. zero help defense because they are able to run five out and get so much yes. space for him. So, and that, that's the thing with the Rockets. They, their success goes as far as their shooting goes because, as we saw, they went, well, zero for how many straight three-pointers did they miss in that so, Warriors game a couple years ago? I, it's all in shooting for them. I would say it's... Not necessarily a one or like one way or the other. I think they what they were trying to do. Is, if they need to have, they can have games where they score more in the paint than they do in uh, three point shooting. Yeah, I, I just don't but see how they win without when, shooting the threes. When they're down, the threes get them back in, and when they're up, they try to do them to. Honestly, I don't know. I, I think that they'll they'll figure it out. If they don't, it'll be another repeat year. From the years before, and they'll try again with the new squad next year. I just think they don't have a different other style. I think they have to shoot threes to win games because they they they've bought it on small ball and shooting threes. They have no other way to other style they can play because of how small they are. I think they've limited themselves, and they are they can be a very good three point shooting team when everybody is on. They're as good as the Warriors in terms of when you had Steph Curry and Clay Thompson there, but when they're not shooting well. They so, lose games to the Knicks, to the Hornets. They're to losing whatever. to the Timberwolves right now, 47-42. to It's a second quarter. we got like four minutes left, and they're down by five. Honestly, I'm not worried. I don't know what it is, but I have zero doubt in my mind. Well, no, because it's a five-point game with the entire second half left. Understandable, but even if, it was, just, even if this was the fourth, the fourth uh, quarter, I have no doubt in my mind they could come back and win this game. Yeah. Are they going to really try? I don't know. It's, it's, it's even, it's, they've already clinched the playoffs. Why should they? Play your bench players. No, they haven't. The, the, technically, they. Technically, technically, the only three teams have clinched the playoffs. The Rockets? Yes, they've clinched the playoffs, but they actually haven't. The Rockets, to me, are they can beat any team in the league. The question comes now to can they beat them in seven? Right? And like you said... It's. I think they are very heavily shooting, uh, shooting dependent, right? I even though they're able to get to the paint and whatnot, if you if they aren't hitting their threes and you don't have to respect them at the three point line, all of a sudden you can start. Uh, you're gonna tell me you're not gonna respect any one of those shooters at the three point line of the Houston Rockets. I think you're that, just gonna let them shoot that three I, every single time. Uh, I <laughs> think that. Uh, if they're on a cold shooting night, absolutely, you run a closeout, but for the most part, you bring help defense to the paint. And the issue is, like, you don't really – like, NBA, they don't practice a ton, right? They don't game plan a ton. They go out. But when you're in the playoffs, you game plan. You have seven games. You're playing the same team. You're really sitting down and watch the tape versus when you're playing back-to-back, chances are – if you're playing back-to-back and you go Clippers, Hawks, chances are you're not watching any game tape on the Hawks to, like, prepare for them. You're just going to go out and play. We're playing seven games here now. You are going to it's on test team, and it's you figure out what the and every this isn't just the Rockets. Every team so, is going to have this issue. Look at what the Raptors were able to stop Giannis in that in that series. So let's jump because they played six games in a row. Let, let let's jump to what I think is their worst possible playoff matchup, right? Lakers. Lakers. How 
how can this team possibly stop the AD uh, LeBron uh, tr- uh, duo other than possibly outscore them because three is by three exactly. Yeah. exactly that's right. exactly yeah. how they would do it and that, so that's what we're saying is they are very shooting dependent understandable yeah but they also have the ability to I don't know spread the floor clear the paint you know do that whole thing drive with Russell Westbrook okay but put them on JaVale McGee put them on Dwight Howard put them on anybody who's really really tall oh you mean like half the players who are on the Lakers team but I don't think a single person on this team can have stop Anthony Davis have you seen Rudy Gobert guarding Russell Westbrook yeah Rudy gets some blocks but you're gonna tell me Russ isn't gonna have 30 points okay I mean it might take him 45 shots but yeah I mean, uh, he's I mean Russ, Russ is actually bro. getting no they finally put team uh, Russ on a team where he can play efficiently because he's able to get to the rim with no help defense no he Mason's right that Russ is finally he's stopped taking bad threes he's almost eliminated the mid-range I think game. he's listening to us guys right it's clearly is but I don't think that Russ getting to the hoop and getting 30 points beats the Lakers because That's what, Anthony Davis is going to sit there and get to the hoop with greater ease right. and go for 40 right Fair and fair. They also got this LeBron James guy. I don't know if you then we get to the, then we get to the two three category again twos versus threes. But what I'm saying is, you're if the Lakers are going to beat anybody, they're going to need a third man to step up. I watched the Lakers game against the Clippers this past weekend. Avery Bradley stepped up in the Clippers game, and then in the game before that, the Bucks game. Who was it? Uh, LeBron. LeBron was just a guy. The Doug dude, but who's the third guy? It was LeBron, AD, and then some other player. They need their third guy to step up. So, the so the Rockets think, need the same thing. They have James Harden. They have Russell Westbrook. They need a third guy to step so, up. So call it call it even. Westbrook, Harden, AD, LeBron, even out. Exactly. I You know, the Rockets already have a short yeah. rotation. It's only going to get shorter. I think Jeff Green might play himself out of the playoffs. I trust the Lakers second better more than I trust the Rockets. Like yes, Robert Covington is good. And that you I got Robert, have, we have PJ Robert and Eric. usually so, have Robert Covington, Eric Gordon, and PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker ben versus, fine. versus Avery Bradley, Danny Green, Kyle Dwight Kuzma, Howard, Dwight Howard, Kuzma, Kuzma. Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso. Honest, Come on. Honestly. Come on, guys. I going down the stretch. I think we might see him play more minutes than Rondo yeah. in close games. Oh, I think he's, absolutely! Because he's I, not he, the defensive liability yeah. that Rondo is, and, and he's going to try a hundred percent. I mean, Mason keeps on talking about playoff Rondo. Maybe we'll I'm see. Wa- it. I'm waiting. They're going to give him no, one shot. That, that's why I think, give him that's one why shot. I think the Lakers should have gone with Reggie Jackson over and try to get him, and then set Rondo out. But right. how about this? And what the if they get him like one Mar- game? The Lakers also added Markeith Morris too. Oh uh, yes, not the better Morris brother. But it's it's another guy. Who do you think Markeith is? I think, Mar- I think Marcus. Mar- yeah, I think Marcus Morris is better. Now he was in a better situation in Boston versus in Detroit. You think Markeith is better than Marcus Morris? He was always sought out to be the better of the Morris brothers. They got to the NBA. They got to the NBA. He got drafted first. He got his brother a contract in Phoenix. Markeith got Marcus this contract. They got split up. Went to different conferences. One went to the Celtics. One went to the the Pistons. And then from there, it was uh, that's where the shift began in roles and where they went from different roles and they started to develop differently. At wow. that point, I, I think Marcus, Marcus has made a big, better. strong case for being the better of the brothers. But I think it's, if anything, I think it's about even. I don't agree with that. I think Marcus, I think Marcus I think is a better, better shooter. I think they're comparable on defense. I think Marcus uh, is a better playmaker. And sure, he's been in better systems. But, and so that, maybe he that's my point. that. He also, also, I think being in better systems helps you develop more as a yeah. player, right? Marcus Again, what Mar- I've just said. Marcus Morris. I think they're about even. 
Marcus I Morris Marcus also absolutely shelled out on Did a bad Knicks get team. Worse? Yes. But so, wow. Marcus Morris went to a shit team in the Knicks and played phenomenally. Markeith Morris went to a shit team in the Pistons and wasn't the guy. Because Blake Griffin, Luke Kennard are all out. Dude, with this size drum and just picking up garbage. Markeith? I mean, the, the, Pistons, the Pistons were a playoff team last year. Yeah, it was. But Blake that, was not because, that was not. Are you going to try to convince me that was because of Markeith Morris? No, but you're telling me that because Marcus Morris on the Knicks is better than Markeith Morris on the Pistons, I'm telling you right now. That doesn't add up. I, I just think that body of work, I think Marcus Morris has had a better career thus far than Marquise Morris. I, I, I also think if you, you can look at the numbers, Marcus is definitely a better shooter. I think Marcus has a bigger impact on defense when you look at defensive plus minus. And I think uh, Marcus uh, is, gets a lot more assists too, making him, which makes me, which isn't conclusive, but indicates the fact that he's a better playmaker. They're they're about the same on defense. They're both actually really good defenders for a big uh big wing like a LeBron type. Uh, the addition of Mark Morris is good. Yeah, I think Marcus Morris would have been better, but just me. And it's not like he's play, he kind of he's in that Kuzma role too, which is kind of a. So, so. a weird role in the Lakers system anyway. Like, I don't know. I feel like who's like that's four is kind of undefined with the Lakers. Like they've got LeBron, they got AD, they got, you know, you know what every role is except for that four-ish with Marcus, with Marquise Mar- Morris and Kyle Kuzma. I think that's the one hole in the Lakers game is their four. Cause it's not, I mean, Kuzma's good. Yeah. But He's more of a spark off the bench here and there than like a just you know solid fifteen to twenty point guy every single night. Like you know you can get that. Versus you look at you know you know what you're getting from LeBron and AD between Dwight Howard and Javale McGee. You know what you're getting there. You're getting about twenty points, easy twenty plus rebounds. And between Avery Bradley and Danny Green, you know you're getting at least one good shooting night out of one of them. I don't know if you can expect the same from that position in the Lakers. So going forward for them, I think that's a question. And then you look at, you obviously, you just think the Clippers are probably their biggest threat in the West. Okay, who's at that position? Well, then you got Paul George there. And make the finals. You play Milwaukee, okay, Giannis is playing the four there. So I think that if we're talking about like weaknesses to the Rockets games in the playoffs, possibly shooting, I think the Lakers might be the four position. Yeah. And I don't know, and probably trying. I mean, LeBron's no, been think, on an I, absolute I think the point guard tear. Too. Like LeBron acts your point guard, but like, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be the starter. But uh, so hindsight's twenty twenty. But you know, and I'll admit, I pro- I think I bought into the fact that I thought Kuzma was better than Lonzo. But do you think they could have made that uh, AD trade work if they'd kept Lonzo and sent Kuzma? Because I think they're a way better team if they had done that. Yeah, I think Kuzma was hot, and he was working with the team that was there, which is interesting because right. everyone was pretty happy that you he think, stayed. I mean, we were happy that he stayed. You, you think they could have they, they could have sold high on Kuzma and right. sold low on the season that Lonzo ended up having last year? Right. And uh, probably. Right. In fact, if they did that, they might also be able to keep Hart. I think Kuzma, Ingram, and all those draft picks makes the deal work. I think Hart was the sweetener. Hart would be a little bit redundant on this team just because he does, he does nor play the two, and you've already got Avery Bradley and Danny Green. You probably wouldn't have picked up – you probably wouldn't have re-signed Rondo. So right. who knows who they would have gotten if you would have kept Lonzo. So you probably would have had another roster spot there. Well, Rondo is a pretty good, like, basketball intellect 
I think he's on the team also for educating the, like these guys and like teaching them and being a good lead, leader. Yeah. So I he I think he also is more like a Pau Gasol kind of at the on the Bucks and, when he was there. And I think that made a lot more sense last year. But Kuzma's pretty much the only young guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sorry, well, Cru- Crusoe. Uh, I mean, Crusoe, Crusoe is, but Crusoe's Crusoe is forty. Look at hey, AD is twenty six. Think Cru- about that. Crusoe, They're all pretty fucking young. Crusoe <laughs> is, is young in terms of years in the league, but he also was a four year player at Texas A and M. So, and he's forty and balding. That's a fact. Yeah. Like <laughs> Jared Dudley in two seasons. I just had the crazy realization that Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, and Tristan Thompson are all the same age. Right? <laughs> you think about like Andre Drummond being this Washington player, and then you realize he's 25. Uh, 2012? Yeah. Wow. Big, big draft class for centers. For real. I was right at the end of like when the modern center was coming in, uh, coming in, and there's a lot of old school centers like Tristan uh, Drummond oh, yeah. there. Yeah, and that's he, when Andrew Bogut was still a uh, effective center. Oh yeah, that's oh. when he, cause he was. He it was the Bucks' best player when he was on the Bucks. Isn't that crazy? And Dwight Howard. I forget was, about those days. Dwight Howard was still like a All NBA caliber player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the Magic, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, you know. Well. Enough for reminiscing. What else do we have? The playoffs are coming around. We've got some excellent seeding. We know pretty much one through six on east and west. I have to honor, like, well, we, we, we know, know one, one through, through seven. Eight on east. No, we know one through seven because the Magic is going to fall the playoffs. Yeah, that's right. But, right. Okay. But okay. it's it's the west. The west, I think the west one through seven are in. They're in. Positions can change just because there is, you know, a six-game gap between two and seven. Like, there's six, only six games between them, so there's movement there. Memphis, 32-32 and 32 right now, four games ahead of the Pelicans and the Kings, who and are the, both making pushes. And, and the Blazers. Uh, Blazers are oh, two, four, two and a half. They're two, four and a half. But I think what's key here. Is that the Memphis? Memphis is they don't have, they just Swinson hasn't played. Jaron Jackson Jr. is out for him. Brandon Clark is out, and their last they're playing hurt. And their last five games, they've taken care of business against bad teams like Hawks. Got two wins. You lost a tough game at the Mavericks, but then you beat the Nets. You had a big win over the Lakers after having lost six in a row, five in a row. So they're. Winning game like that Lakers game might be, uh, you know, we might look back look back on this game in two months and think that game was huge to keep them in the playoffs. Now, what would the NBA like? NBA wants a Zion LeBron first round. Exactly. That is that's going to give them the most money. Build them the narrative on John Morant Zion Williamson uh, rookie of the year race, and also just build the hype around Zion plus the AD trade. And all the players yeah. from there, but it, I do think so, still do, probably going to be a if, clean if, sweep. If you're, if you're a Grizzlies fan, these are big wins for you, and you're still maintaining that four, you know, that four game gap right now. It's been a couple weeks since Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Clark went out, and they haven't lost any ground. That's fair, and that's big for them. Um, I'll, well, they've lost ground on whoever's leading. Obviously, the Kings have, are seven and three in their last ten, and they've now closed the gap. So, but the overall gap from them to the ninth ninth spot has stayed the same throughout the past couple weeks. Even well, they have played teams like 
the uh, oh shit, I just jumped. Talking about the Kings. Yeah, they haven't been playing a lot. The of Pelicans great have teams. one of the easiest schedules coming down the road, though, yeah. where the Grizzlies have a much harder schedule. Right, so, so. that's where the trial is really going to begin because they've been able to coast for a little bit on their weaker schedule. So, can we take a little side tangent here? Because one of the things I want to talk about today is: Do you think it's? Do you think, uh, barring major injury to John Morant, knock on wood, like if John Morant stays healthy for the season? Do you think it's possible that he doesn't win Rookie of the Year? Because Zion, right now, dude, the I asked the same question. I asked the same question. Y'all said no. Y'all said, said no. No, no John Morant's winning Rookie of the Year. Oh, yes. Do you, do you mean like a while ago? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And Zion's doing way better than I even thought he would. I and, and frankly, it's not even that Zion's doing better. It's that the Pelicans are inching towards a playoff spot. So I said no when I thought it was impossible for the Pelicans to make the playoffs. But I think the Pelicans, with this easy schedule, get in the eighth spot over Jaw. He has a case. I think it's still Jaws, but man, it's he's a force, man. He's a fucking force. I said they had pl- possibility to make the playoffs, and he still had a possibility to take the ROTY. John Morant's like coasting, and he's doing well. But he doesn't have all the assets that he did when he was starting the season. So he's starting to fall on a little hard times. The, the one thing that Jean Morant has for him uh, over Zion is you take Jaw off the Pelicans, or you take Jaw off the Grizzlies and Zion off the Pelicans, the Pelicans are way better than the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I believe that for sure. I mean, because they still have uh, Ingram, they still have Drew Holiday. Yeah, have, yeah, yeah. They've got a, a solid squad. Uh, but. I want to see – so Zion's going to play what, like 39, 38, 37, some 30-some-odd uh, well, games? He missed the first 44, and he had he just got cleared to play back-to-backs. So he missed the first few back-to-back games. All right, so I'm going to estimate maybe 35, 30 to 35 games. Yeah. Take the best of John Morant's 30 to 35 games and compare that to Zion's, and then let's see who's the rookie of the year because that, to me – would honestly, I think it would show still show Zion winning the uh, rookie of the year. We'll see if that happens or not. If that, he plays enough games, I think that's the only thing that holds him back from doing it. So, so that might be. Um, I think it's going to come down to whoever the playoff team is. You think it's going to be the the at would be? I think but if, if if Zion keeps playing the way he does, I think right. they're, they're going to snake the playoffs. Right? I don't. Now. I don't know because the Grizzlies. I mean, they might, but four games over. How many games do we have left? Like twenty some. Uh, literally thirty. So 30? I'm sorry. The, the uh, Pelicans 20. Yeah. are twenty games. Four, four games over twenty games is a lot of ground to cover. No matter how easy your schedule is. Yeah. But the last four were what? The, the, I'm saying the Pelicans are eleven and ten since Zion's returned. So they're okay. barely five hundred since they returned. I would attribute a couple of those losses. Since then, a, a couple of those losses to his minute restriction as well. Uh, since then, I mean, you've played. Uh, teams like Cleveland and Chicago and, honestly, Portland and Golden State and Cleveland again, Minnesota and Dallas. But you've also played teams like Miami oh, and OKC. I know think Russell Westbrook looks stupid, but what a fucking fit. Ha- oh, my God, that's a look. <laughs> Sorry, just right now on the TV, we just saw Russell Westbrook had taken a two different Hawaiian shirts, cut them in half, and sewed them back together, and it was fly as fuck. <laughs> mark, it, mark it down, ladies and gentlemen. Put it on record. Sam Hyde is digging Russell Westbrook here. This is it. I like Hawaiian shirts way more than I hate Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> 
I walk in with sweatpants every day. That'd be me. I'd be like, look at this bum walking into the <laughs> arena. It's just nice. I, they think I was a homeless person off the street. It'd yeah. be like that, that, that one. Right there. Sweatpants and a hoodie. LeBron knows what's up. Sweatpants and a hoodie. Yeah. All day. So, so the playoffs. The playoffs? Playoffs. Playoffs. Just one, one. Let's just take one brief moment to recognize the OKC Thunder, who are the five C motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah that's, that's unbelievable. That's awesome. Good for that. Amazing. Good that for annoys that. me because I really want to see a Rockets Jazz first round. <laughs> oh, it could happen because of all this with Westbrook and the Jazz past couple years, and just the Jazz having issues with Houston to begin with. I just, I, I. I Hell, the four. That's a lot better matchup than the Jazz and the or than the Rockets and the Nuggets. That's four, a very boring matchup. Four through seven is pretty. Kids, pretty you think Rockets Nuggets here. is a. You think Rockets Nuggets is a boring one? I think Rockets Nuggets is a good one. But, but Jazz and Rockets can be. Yeah, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I think it's better. But it's the problem. same reason I'm mad. Indiana's over. Well, actually, Jazz Rockets, Thunder Rockets, any of those would be actually. Awesome. Well, I'm, as much as I want to see Miami play Philly. In the first round, because the whole Butler thing. Yeah. Sixers Boston still a good series too, because they've been chippy over the past few years as well with all I the hope, stars. I hope, I hope, I hope if Ben Simmons comes back, that's it. If he doesn't come back, I think it's just to, a doomed team. Back, right? They have not given. They they have said they have given no timetable. They no. gave a timetable for Embiid being like two weeks. They have given absolutely no timetable for Ben Simmons. They just said it's the back and he's going to be out for an undetermined amount of time. I would almost believe that like, even if he is healthy, they hold him till playoffs. Assuming that like their, their positioning isn't in danger, which I think they're pretty much stuck See, but, at. But if they're them, I think they have something to fight for. They are 28 and two at home, 10 and 24 on the road. You need home court advantage if you're the Sixers. Guys, maybe need it. Maybe Ben Simmons is just holding off until he can shoot a three. In which case, we may never see see him again. So, honestly, if you think you can shoot a three, you got to come back, Ben. I'm just saying. If you're listening, please come back. Which you definitely are. We know know the entire league listens to us. We know you're... You're some of our literally dozens of fans. (laughs) He is so... Plural! (laughs) Outside of the paint, inside the three-point line, he's literally like 39%. Yeah. 39%. Outside of the paint, inside the three-point line? Yes. It's like mid-range? Yes. so bad. That's less than point. I'd give you what he is outside the paint, but as you guys know, he doesn't shoot. So, that's their pitfall. Um... I'm, I'm moving on to playoff pitfalls here, where people are going to fall. This is going to be their downfall. Okay. So we kind of t- we kind of talked about the Rockets already, the where we're in the Lakers, where we think the point guard spot for after LeBron's off the floor or LeBron off the floor, period, because yeah. they've been minus when he's off the floor, plus when he's on. Talked about the shooting with the Rockets. You know, can it be on for four games? Clippers. My big thing with them is they just have so little time together. I was listening, there was a stat, and I forget what the other team was, but they, their longest starting roster together has played just barely more than 200 minutes together this season. They've been doing a lot of different change-ups. So, I, you know, and that might be Doc Rivers finding out what works, but my, my, you know, as we keep playing throughout the season and they still haven't set on something, how much longer can they afford to look before they finally, I mean, their starting roster, I think, can work. But they're not playing it, and whether that be load management or injury, 
are they still searching for this lineup that they're looking for? Maybe the and best. How long one? is it going to take? And when's it going to? When are they going to find it? Do they have it? and They're just not showing their hand. I don't know what it is. I think it might be more along the lines of that because they're number two in the West right now. They're doing okay. I think they're doing a lot of different changeups to see what they've got because they've done a lot of turnover this off season and this season. So seeing what you have with what you got is some would say you want to try a bunch of different things. I think they're the also, deepest team by far. Yeah, right? Also, like, one weird and tangible about the Clippers is that there's no reason to get the one. Because whether yeah. if the Lakers are the one or the Clippers are the one, it's going to be played in the Staples Center. And L.A. is a Lakers town, so it'll never be a home court That's event. true. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna change the colors, and that's it. Right. I agree. I agree. I, I mean, you watched look, the last... Lakers game, the game on Sunday was a Clippers home game, right? Right, but there were so many Lakers fans there. I didn't catch a ton of it. I just saw highlights. I'm like, that's a Lakers crowd in the Clippers game. It was so much yellow. So let me just see here. If the playoffs were to start today, Lakers would face the Grizzlies, Clippers would face the Mavericks, Rockets would face the Nuggets, and Jazz would face the Thunder. The Lakers and Grizzlies would be on one half the bracket. The Clippers and the Mavs would be on the other side. Who are the and other teams? With it'd be, it'd be Denver and Houston would be on the side with the Clippers. Okay. And Jazz and Thunder would be on the side with the Lakers, I believe. Yeah, I gotta say, and I'd rather I be the Clippers. Say, I'd rather. I'd rather, rather be the Clippers. You this. would rather have to play Houston or Denver over Utah or Oklahoma City. Oh, I'm sorry. I would rather be the other one then. Never yeah. mind. So I was getting crossed in my yeah. brain there. Yeah. I don't really want to face the Thunder, but if I. It, that's what everyone's saying. Like they're just they roll out that that three guard lineup at the end of the game. Schroeder, Paul, and Shagos Alexander is a ridiculously good lineup. They can they all score plus, and they can all like, play. They're plus like thirty six uh, with that lineup out. Also, it is ridiculous. Throwing uh, Stephen Adams. And then Adams. they've got Stephen Adams, and their four is Gallinari. Yeah. And they're that's a plus thirty night rating. Throw yeah. a Noel instead of Adams, still a plus twenty five. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's, it's a really good closing lineup. It's super efficient, and they can all shoot except for Stephen Adams, who just will just tap out rebounds and right? clean up the and clean up the glass. It's a beautiful system, and I love it when it works. Plus, he's terrifying. Stephen Adams might be the scariest. He's terrifying. He's hilarious. He's terrifying. But this is funny thing. So I got I was last night Mike's at work. Got- Last night I was work. I was watching like NBA playoff beef moments, and obviously the big one is Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Trailblazers. You know, and Lillard versus Westbrook and whatnot. And everyone's fighting, John. Even the games, the Thunder versus the Jazz. Everyone's John and Stephen Adams is just picking people up off the floor. Damian Lillard tripped over his own player, and Stephen Adams caught him. <laughs> like yeah, he's the most intimidating person on the court, but he's not gonna do a thing. He's so mild tempered. Honestly, the only time I ever seen really upset is when Draymond Green kicked him in the nuts like five times. <laughs> Dude, she's like, guys, come on, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm beginning to think this wasn't an accident. <laughs> but he's you know it. those those monkeys. That's what he called the Warriors. He what? called he called someone a monkey in a post game conference. And everyone like, freaked, really? out. Uh, and everyone, like, freaked oh. out about it. And he's so, like, that's got oh, some sorry. racial undertone. I, my guess is it doesn't hold the same racial, racial undertones in New Zealand, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, the Kiwi is a little off base sometimes. Right. So some, gonna, can't discredit him for that. Uh, but the Pacers, a playoff pitfall in my mind because they did lose Jeremy Lamb to an mm-hmm. ACL. Yeah, bad one. Uh, is it just me or is. 
They're 8-2 two in their last 10, though. No, Victor Oladipo is not. Victor Oladipo is not looking... He's gotten better, but he isn't what he... I mean, but after almost a year, you don't expect him to be back. He's working into it. He and did I hit think, a game winner, I think, the other day. Uh, he, he had a bit a deep three that was... Uh, I was in crunch time. And my, I forget if it was a game. Uh, yeah, it was a game winner, but his box score that game was not good. Exactly. So, like, good. it's cool when you hit the game winner, but when you have a crap box score, it's like, all right, you're like a big shot. Bomb. He's the opposite of Paul George. Paul George is balling in Indianapolis and couldn't hit a game winner to say it was life. Little Nepo can't put a shit right now, but it's the game winners. <laughs> oh, the plight of Indiana. <laughs> I I think uh, Indiana's going to see a first round exit. I'm a little. I'd be a little bit worried if I was a Pacers fan. I, I am a Pacers fan, but I, Miles Turner hasn't been developing the way you want him to. He's fine. I mean, uh, they, Malcolm Brogdon's pretty they, they hurt to, all the time. What is going they on? They need to see. Well, that that's nothing new. Um, they need to see if they can get off Miles Turner and try to get a shooting guard for him. I said the Celtics should have traded for Miles Turner. Now I think it's like. There's no way. Well, I, I I think Indiana's looking back. Maybe we should have tried to do the beginning of the year, send Miles Turner to the Boston because they need a center, and see if you can try to steal like Jalen Brown off of him. And this was before Jalen Brown's had a much better year. Right. This coming up last year, Jalen Brown had a bad year. Now we look. Now you wouldn't do that trade. Trade and you wouldn't do a one for one trade there at all. But beginning of the year, you could have seen it happen, and that would have benefited. But I honestly I, probably both teams. I was telling you more Pacers sell high, but damn it! But uh, he can't shoot a Miles Turner three, also nice. got that uh, extension. What was it? Two, I think he got it two years ago. So this is his first year of the extension. Where it's what? not absurd. Uh, now he's, no, but he's like a he's like what a fifteen million dollar a year man. He's, if so, that's I'd say pretty reasonable. He's I I think he his value is about a eight to twelve million dollar which means it's hard to trade into that contract right it's hard to he is he's an 18 18 yeah 18 million dollar a year man that's hard which coming off the year he had he's had like last year he was you know had a great defensive year if weren't for go bear he probably would have been in the running for defensive player of the year he was playing really well and he's taken a step back he hasn't shot the three ball as well and and frankly sabonis has just looked much better that's fair. So bonus has been killing it, and that's been their saving grace. And if they were to do that trade, Jalen Brown making he he just signed an extension as well, so he's balling. You, you could make it work for Marcus Smart and Daniel Tice, but I don't know. If, no, I don't know if you want to do that. I don't. I, I, I don't think that you probably really, want some height. I don't think that gives you Pacers wise what you're really looking for. Pacers I, need I don't think, and I, I know you hate him, but I don't think the Celtics let Marcus Smart walk for uh, Miles Turner. I think Marcus Smart is actually one of their best players. He would have. Like, they would have this. He's maybe, maybe blown the up this year. But he's played so well. Yeah. Who has? Marcus, Marcus Smart. Smart. He's only 26, which is good. Good shit. Yeah. They're still a pretty young team. Yeah, they've been doing well. Yeah, I, I just, I don't think you, you need, I think they've got a lot of backcourt players already. I think they need they need shooting. Because with Jeremy Lamb, you, you didn't lose, like, a great shooter, but you lost shooting with him. And he wasn't, you know, he was a guy who never would give you anything negative. Was always giving you a positive. And I think I think it's a tough loss for him. That's going to really be a pitfall. Because right now you got to play one of the the Holiday brothers instead, and not have them really fit that role very well. Yeah, I I agree. I Pacers could be a 
first round eggs. And who are they slated to go up against? Oh, they're, well, they're playing Miami right now. Yeah, which I, Miami's fucking balling this year. I think Miami's one of the teams that I think... Okay. Um, Before we jump off the Western Conference, um, last thing I want to say is the Mavericks, I think, need to be in a playoff hunt because I would so much like to not see the Clippers in the first round of the playoffs. I would much rather see anybody else besides them or the Lakers. So... Don't fall anymore, but I would try to... I mean, they're only a game back at Houston. And then that's only a game and a half behind OKC, which is only two and a half behind the Utah Jazz. They, so, need, to, they need to be in a playoff hunt is what I'm trying to say. they got to start going they, for seeding. They've been... Like, they were really hot that first, like, 31 games, right? They were, like, 21 and 10. Right. Since then, they've pretty much played 500 basketball. And... We've also noticed that Kristaps has been playing a lot better. He's they did have a few injuries that were kind of key. Norman Powell Luka, Luka rolled a couple of ankles. He went out for a little while, um, but that did kind of help Kristaps step it up a little bit. Not Norman Powell, Tyus Powell. I'm sorry? It's Tyus Powell, isn't it? Norman Powell's the one for no, Raptors. Dwight Powell. Dwight, Dwight Powell. thank you, Dwight Powell. So many freaking Powells. There's a couple Powells right uh, now. There's no Tyus Powell. You're thinking of Tyus Jones. I'm pretty sure there's Tyus Powell. That might be that might I don't be know the, who's on third. Um, that might be the pal for Seton Hall's basketball team. I don't know. We're in college <laughs> basketball season too. A lot to keep up with. Tim Hardaway Jr. He's been stepping up for him. Seth Curry. He's been stepping up for him. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a solid third player now. He's Tyvis been this pal. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. <laughs> he is a safety for the Denver Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> Close. I know a lot about sports guys. <laughs> like, oh, wow. <laughs> I thought he was a basketball player. Regardless, uh, Luca, stay healthy. Mavs win games. Go higher in your seating. Anyway, East. East is um, balling. Who's balling in the East? Uh, I got Celtics. So yeah. the Heat. Um, it's a good thing they got Jay Crowder in that deal because my God, Andre Iguodala has That's crazy. been terrible. I was, I, mean, I was wrong. I was so wrong about that. But guys, but guys, but guys, Andre Iguodala is a playoff-only player. This is what you do. Sam did say he was a playoff player, and we're like, well, come on. You're going to want him for the defense and whatnot. Nope, he's a playoff-only eight, player. Eight, 18 minutes, four points. I'm just saying right now, right. they are so glad that they got Jay Crowder in that deal. Well, also, they know they're making the playoffs. But what, did, not but what did they give up? They gave up just players they are already and uh, players they are already getting rid of and Justice Winslow, who they weren't going to extend anyways. Fair. Um, but I mean, there. I I, just, I I think right now. Oh, he he does not look good right now. I think he will wake up in the playoffs. And maybe, and maybe he won't. Who knows? And, maybe that I extension mean, was a really bad idea. I I thought it was a little much to begin with. Right. Was it two years, 30 mil? Yeah. yeah I thought that was, that was a little much to begin with for yeah. someone in their mid-30s who hasn't played in a year. <laughs> yeah, they, they so, really chilled out. So, but that's me. Uh, say Jake, they are playing well. Um, Jimmy and Bam are by far their most two players. I think they'd love to get Tyler Hero back before playoffs just to have more shooting. Because Jimmy Butler has not taken a lot of threes lately. He's, He's not been no. shooting well this year. It's just a pretty much no, and, the, and they game. need him to because when it's a close game, you need Butler to be the guy, like he was for Philly. You need yep. him to be the guy if you want to win a playoff series. But even when he was the guy, he's—I can't believe I'm saying this because it goes against my modern basketball. He is a guy who, when he's the guy, he does it for the mid range and he does it pretty well. Is he turning into Demar Derozan? A little bit. 
Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Let's hope his game doesn't develop that way. But there was that one that one playoff game where he just went three, 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 and like just kept matching. I might have been one of the Raptors games that they won, just kept matching Kawhi. I'm curious to see what happens when they get to the playoffs. Because I do think that there is maybe I'm wrong, but I do think there's an untapped level to this team. That they are playing really well together, and they're getting a lot of young guys a lot of minutes. Yeah. But then it is a very vet-heavy team that I bet you young guys are going to be fresh off the bench for them, but they're going to rely a lot heavier on their bets. This is where I think this is like the lull of the the playoffs are not clinched yet. The seeding's not clinched. All this stuff is happening right Unless now. But we kind of know Bucks and the Lakers. <laughs> right, right. But if you're the if you're the Heat, you know you guys will make the playoffs. Oh, Boston next. clinched playoffs. Five minutes ago, maybe the Pacers. All good, right. Good Does football. that mean the uh, Raptors clinched too? Clint, they clinched a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the Raptors. Heat, I think the Heat are loving the fact that they have to play the Pacers right now instead of Philly. Right. That's yeah. Loving yeah. that. Uh, they're saying, "All right, Ben Simmons out for an undetermined amount of time. Keep it up." Right. They're loving that, and I and you know, vice versa. Boston's out thinking, "Shit." <laughs> Now if the Sixers come back healthy, we have to play a much difficult, more difficult team, especially if they're playing in Philly. So, mm, I could still see the Nets falling out of playoffs. I'm really That good. would mean the Wizards would have to pick up oh, six shit. games. No, sorry, I was looking down. They, oh, they'll drop, I, the Nets will probably drop to the eight. Yeah. Which I think is, again, I think the seven, eight, I think Toronto, Milwaukee, it doesn't make a difference to them which one they play. I could see one of those teams possibly stealing a game from Toronto if they have a bad shooting night. But, you know, healthy-wise, I don't. I think the Bucks will sweep whoever they play the first round in four. And Toronto very well could as well. I could just see Toronto dropping a game um, more. They have a bad more, shooting more night. Likely could, more than, likely than Toronto. Toronto. I mean, Toronto's deep too. But, I mean, Toronto, who just, you know... Norm Powell goes for 36 the other day and just absolutely shells out. Right, they seem such a deep bench. They're going to outlast. I think Toronto and and Milwaukee are very similar, that they're very deep. They have a ton of solid players. The difference is, is that Milwaukee has a superstar and Toronto does not. Toronto's got an all-star in Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry, but... The Bucks have Giannis. They have a superstar. superstar. They don't have the Kawhi this year. And Pascal Siakam has taken steps to become a better player, but he's not there yet. He's not the. Uh, he probably will be the so, go-to guy, but he's not the go-to guy. Like so I, I think in with, for one thing on the Toronto Raptors, and then I'm done. They are going to have the hardest time, I think, getting out of the first round. The further they go in the series, up to if they make it to the Eastern Conference, even if they make it to the finals, I think that's what's going to help them the most because they're so deep. Just getting there, I think, is going to be the hard part. You and think? Just you think? You think? Well, right the now, the first round, though, them. they play them. That's the Nets. Nets. Nets, right? Which is going to help them, but the team after that, I think, is just going to be their hardest challenge. So I just, I just had to. I'm really bad at visualizing. Uh, seeding, so I just had to draw it up real quick. But I think that there are three teams that match up really well against the Bucks, 
And luckily for the Bucks, they won't have to play any of them until the Eastern Conference Finals. Because I think the Bucks match up incredible. Or I think the Bucks have a really bad matchup against the Raptors, the uh, Celtics, and the Sixers. I think those are the three teams that, are pretty, especially the Sixers. The other two teams just match up well against the Bucks. The yeah. Sixers feel like they're a team built to beat the Bucks. Yes. But, yes, but that's. And, but uh, so right now it's looking like the um. You thought that, and then Al Horford's come out and just looked like absolute dog shit. He old this boy. Year. He old. Yeah. Al Horford, not an all star. Just saying. But uh, um, the it's looking like the um Bucks are gonna play the obviously first round uh, Magic. Magic and then winner and then, Heat Pacers. Uh, winner Heat Pacers, and then they'll play. Realistically, either Philly, Boston, or uh, Toronto. Whereas, if seeding were different, it's possible they'd have to go through all three. I, I, if I were Milwaukee, I think the the one that's would scare me the most are the Celtics, because at the end of the day, you're gonna have home court advantage against the Sixers. You've been got off on the road and still have so many issues, like Al Horford being a complete black hole. No one can shoot on that team. There's still the issue of like Simmons. And Embiid not knowing their health status. Embiid being hurt half the season. And there's Embiid and Simmons not playing well together. And then Toronto, you know, they don't have... I feel like I feel like just Boston is so well-rounded scoring. Like, you got Tatum and Kemba and Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward. And they're pretty solid off the bench, too. I, if I'm the, the Bucks, I would fear Boston more because I think... I think Boston's the, probably the best starting wise, the best well rounded scoring team in the East. Probably. In terms of having Kemba and Jalen and Tatum. And Tatum's been and amazing hey, lately. Hey, Gordon Hayward. I think, yeah, starting lineup, Boston might be the best scoring starting lineup in the league. The, the Bucks, but do- the best scorer in the East is on the Bucks, and the deepest team is the Bucks. And the Bucks are no slouch as far as. Guys who can score. They've got, I think, five or six guys who are scoring above seven points. They lost a game to the Nuggets last night by eight against a full Nuggets team without Giannis, Chris Milton, Eric Bledsoe, and and Brooke Lopez. That's four of your starting five out, and then we lost by eight. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Korver went off for 26. But, <laughs> but that's the thing. You can bull Kyle Korver off, and in nine minutes, or four or five minutes of the game, you know – We've seen Kyle Korver go bang, 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 three, 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 boom. You're in a game. You're leading by double digits now, and they've just got a sweet weapon to have. <laughs> like Dante Divincenzo can do that. They've got these like spark players. Pat Connington can shoot well and can cut off threes. I mean, they're they're extremely deep and just like the Raptors are as well. When when Giannis like the, Ra- gets... the, is, the Raptors are doing it with undrafted players like right. Terrence Davis and Fred Van Fleet. They're like, who the fuck is that? You'll see somebody go off Norman Powell. Oh, shit, that's right. Right, he was a 48th overall pick in the second round. Patrick McCall, are you kidding me? What the hell? <laughs> Who are, how are they doing this? Pa- Pascal Siakam to last season, like, what? Chris Boucher is the one this season, right? Uh, yeah, second like, Who the fuck is that? <laughs> I think it's Toronto Rap. Like, so you look at the Sixers, right, and they've had so many injuries, and it's so apparent because they keep losing games. That might be just because... The Sixers are more highlighted in the media than the Raptors are. But the Raptors have had so many injuries as well. But you don't hear about it because they just, when all their healthy players, they still play two, three games above 500. They still win games. They still get it done. It's (laughs) unbelievable. No, I I think, yeah, I I could see, you know, I mean, obviously it's, I don't think the road's going to be easy for the Bucs, I think. 
you know, I think one the Eastern Conference Kyles could go could I, I could see it going seven. Um, especially if they play Boston. Especially if they play Boston. I'm actually not as worried about the Sixers just because half the time it seems like that team is so dysfunctional. On paper, yeah, that team is great, but with the way they've played this season The Sixers have also played really well against the Bucks this season. I think they've split the matchup, but Okay. They they lost on Christmas. They won on Christmas. I mean, it, like the Bucks lost on Christmas, then they won a couple weeks ago. But they won and a couple weeks ago against not a non healthy Sixers team. They honestly haven't been playing full strength for for a little I mean, listen, while. Is anyone ever really playing full strength? No, not until playoffs, which is no. I'm so excited for. I cannot playoffs wait. Be so good this Who? Week. All right, what is your most exciting matchup that you hope happens in the Eastern Conference? Then the Western Conference, and then your finals matchup. Your- East, East, I want to see Boston, Philly. Or not Boston, I want to see Miami, Philly in the first round. Okay. Just because I love that narrative with with the, with um, Jimmy Butler. In the West, as I kind of mentioned earlier, I'd love to see Rockets, Jazz, just because that has been a really intense series lately. Um, and I want to see Lakers, Clippers. I want to look. Lakers, I mean, Lakers and Clippers is going to be good, and you know, I really one of the LA teams versus Milwaukee, I think would be the best finals matchup. If it's Lakers Clippers or I mean Lakers Bucks, I don't know what I'm going to do because like I want Giannis to win, but I want LeBron to win. It's you got to think about it like a win-win in that scenario. It's yeah. a lose-lose as well, but only if you just... Part of me thinks, you know, like, give it to LeBron because, like, he's got less chances. But then again, how many great players have come into the league and not won a championship? Stockton Malone just happened to have to play Steve during Rush. the Bulls. Like, there are so many great players who never win championships. And it's like, Untitled, going to be another one. Great series on Espionation. Check them out. Untitled. I just don't think it's possible that Giannis doesn't win one. I mean, think, like, think about like just... think about like prime Charles Barkley and AI. Well, I mean A, but Barkley with it, like you would think there's no way this guy's not winning. And Carl Malone and John Stockton. And John Stockton, it's like there's no way they, they ran through the West easily for the better half of a decade. Only having some uh, put up against the Lakers when Shaq and Kobe out there. It's like you would have thought they would have won a championship, but you know there's these two guys named Jordan Pippen who said. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, not, just not, not in my 90s. A real heartbreak. Anyway, I my favorite Eastern matchup, I think, is going to be if the... I just... No, I'll, I'll go with it. Just 76ers versus the Heat. That'll be a good one. I'd like to see that, too. That I couldn't think of a better one. That's the only yeah, one. I want to see... And I think this one probably won't happen... I think Celtics Heat would be a really fun matchup. I mean, the narrative's not necessarily there, but I yeah. just think those two teams against each other. That'd be a great def- basketball the, matchup. Right. I mean, it's it's plausible because there's only the Heat would have to beat the Bucks, or the Heat would have to fall three spots in the standings to be a four to be a six seed. Right. Possibly. Or the Heat would have to beat the Bucks, and then Boston still has to go through Philly, Philly and, and Toronto. Toronto. Well, that's the thing. Think about that. Milwaukee, theoretically, could be coming into the finals having played less than 10 games. And the other team could come in. Like, let's say it's let's say it's Boston. They could be coming in having played 14 games. Gone to seven with Philly and with Toronto. Because that could happen. They could come in being five games more, like, tired of the bet. Bucks could come in being five games more fresh than 
Boston. That's where the defense comes in. You gotta have like if you don't have fresh players. But Boston's not. I mean, Boston's not as deep as Toronto or Milwaukee is. They're deeper, I think, than the Sixers, but they're not as deep as Boston and Milwaukee. I mean, as Toronto and Milwaukee. Toronto, Toronto, Milwaukee are up there depth-wise with the Clippers. Maybe not like high-end depth like the Clippers have, but yeah. In terms of you know, you could put them in a starting five at a lot of places. Uh, all right, moving on. Do you guys have a dick of the week? Um, yes, Patrick Beverly. Pat Bev. Yeah. Patrick Beverly saying it's no challenge guarding LeBron and all of LeBron went up for twenty eight points on Th- him. That's like Paul George saying that was a bad shot, Damian Lillard. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like yeah, you're right, Paul George. To all but two players in the league, that is a bad shot. But if it's Dame Lil and Steph Curry, and you could even throw Clay so, Thompson so in there. Steph Curry's actually really bad at deep threes. He makes them in big moments, but I saw the statistical breakdown and a three yeah. threes greater than thirty five feet. He shoots less than fifteen. But like nine. That was a big. But that was a big load. moment. <laughs> and with Steph Curry's ability to shoot the three high percentage, normally you think at least. Farther back, he'd be Trey Young. Actually, the best Young, right <laughs> yeah. but and it's and it's the same thing. It's like let's give the NBA Finals MVP to Andre Iguodala for holding LeBron to like twenty eight nine and seven. Right, good job, Iguodala. You well stopped done. LeBron. It wasn't because Kyrie and Kevin Love were out, and he still went to Game Six. It's because you stopped him from scoring thirty. <laughs> I agree. I agree. You can't say there's. It's I mean, I get, I get what he's doing, right? It's, he's doing what Patrick, what he does. He, right. Patrick Beverly is there to get other people's skins. Other people's skin. It, you have to know how it looks from the outside. <laughs> like, dude, you just sound like an, an idiot. Right. I agree. I thought that was. That Take was, a week. Uh, uh, you want to do three pointers? Three pointers. All right, not three pointers. Fifty point game. I said that in the. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I was curious what you meant by that. Like Fifty I, point game. Okay, once again, we had a podcast, and two hours later, someone drops thirty or fifty. Karis Levert scored fifty the last night. We did a podcast. Two days later, Bradley Beal went back to back fifty point games. Lost both games. Also, the first player since Kobe to score back to back fifty point games. So. You cannot choose Lillard, Harden, D'Lo, Giannis, AD, Kyrie, Booker, Eric Gordon, Middleton, Levert, or Beal, Sam, and you cannot choose C.J. McCollum or Zach Levine because they were chosen last time. Who are you going with, Sam? Never mind. <laughs> Who was um, it? Zach Levine. <laughs> uh, I'll say Kobe White. Kobe White. He has been playing really well he lately. Really, really well. Fitty piece from Kobe would be pretty sweet. Uh, Westbrook's done it, right? He was on the nope. No, I'm gonna go with Westbrook. Yes, I finally get to pick him. I mean, you've been able to pick him all year. Yeah, but they haven't been playing this kind of ball. He's playing well now. Haven't been playing this kind of ball. Playing well now. Uh, oh, can I change mine actually? Sure. Colin Sexton. Good pick. He's been ball. He had a 42 point game the other day. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We're gonna get there. Yeah. All right, I... I'll even let you take Kobe White if you want him. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm going to go with a little spicy P. Spicy P, a little Pascal Siakam. Okay. Interesting pick. See see what we got. I hope he does. That is NBA Fitty. 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 Like Fitty. All right. Uh, Underrated jersey time. Underrated jersey time. Underrated jersey time. Anybody... I I don't think they wear them this season, but they wore them last season. I love them. I like the uh, 
Cav jerseys that looked like a play with Hot Cheetos bag. Yeah. Uh, puppy Cheetos yeah, bag. Yeah, Cheese Puffs bag. Orange. The blue and orange, yeah. <laughs> I thought the, I, I, they, those were just the right amount of ugly. Yeah. <laughs> just the right. And, you know, so if I had to pick a current Cavs player, I would do either Kyle Texan or I really like Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. is beginning to ball. He's doing pretty sweet. Give, give him the ball. Right. Give him shoot. The ball. Um, I know we already mentioned him in the cast today, but I've been watching him a little bit this season. Norman Powell would definitely do a Toronto throwback jersey, yeah. obviously. Purple yeah. or white, can't go wrong with either. Good old, so. good old Dino DNA on the Chargers. <laughs> or a Rockets Roco jersey. That would work too. Yeah. What's the thing behind Roco? I did. Robert Covington. Or, no, Robert Covington. <laughs> I think it's the Rockets have a jersey that says well, I forget what team it is. It says something. No, it's Brooklyn. Oh, Butstyle. Yeah, Butstyle's a neighborhood in Brooklyn. Okay, I saw that. I'm like, what does that have to do with the Brooklyn Nets? Yeah, it's, a, it's a neighborhood in Brooklyn. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, you know, I, I give me an SGA jersey. Ooh. I would just have to pick a Thunder jersey I like. There's the colors are city jersey this year's. Looks pretty good. I like their old city jersey. Look bright orange. Oh yes, good luck. Give me an SGA throwback socks jersey. I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. Have the Thunder not brought back? Brought back? Um, I think it's. I'm pretty sure that the city of Seattle still owns the rights to the. Do they? uh, Sonic. You would think they would have brought it back by now. Right. Right. Just like the Ravens couldn't do a throwback Browns jersey. They were pretty salty about it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But when that comes out, give me an SGA Super Sonics jersey. Yeah. All right. Uh, Good jerseys. Speech? Worth mentioning. So one of mine was that Beal was the first person since Kobe to drop two back-to-back 50-point games. Do any of you know who was he, he was the first per, who was the last person to drop 50-point games and lose? Kobe. No. Is it Thomas? Nope. Is this back-to-back 50-points game? Back-to-back 50-point games and lose? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Jane? Will? Nope. I think AI? Yeah. Nope. I give up. Fat Levier. Uh, okay. <laughs> Fat, Fat Lever? Yeah. Either He played on the Cavs, um, and he played on the Nuggets. Terrence Ross. You see the game he had the other night? Oh, my God. Just straight buckets, dude. No, but did you see his full stat line? Like 35 points, zero, 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 zero. zero blocks, zero steals, zero rebounds. Straight buckets. That sounds like a Clay Thompson game. Really. A ton of points, didn't do anything else, but stood there and shot the ball. Path with a rock. Right. So, as of March 9th, these are the NBA's top five scores in March. One, Anthony Davis, 32.2. Two, Brad Beal, 31.2. That's about the Suns. Three, Colin Sexton with 31.0. Four, Aaron Baines with 30 and a half, and five, LeBron James with 30.3. Told you. Who has Aaron Baines? I dropped him. I got him. Did him you? Up. I figured you'd pick him up eventually. Did you get hurt? Um, so, Indiana scored 32 points and a half earlier this month, in, or in February. 32 points and a, and a half. Yeah, that's not they ideal. They lost by 46. They then won the next game the next night by 38. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, we remember how to play basketball. <laughs> it's just like, it like did did you have your G League team out there? Uh, Devin Booker is undefeated in his career. Oh his my team god, has at least twenty five wins. Y'all know that Chris Paul just goes to franchises and turns them into playoff contenders. The Hornets, 
the Clippers, the Rockets. And, well, I mean, I, you can't say he turned the Rockets into a Clippers franchise or like content, title contender, but definitely he helped. And now he's on the Thunder. Just, mm. just thought I'd speaking put of that like making turning teams in the playoffs, uh, the Pelicans really need to do work because JJ Redick. Yeah, Hasn't man. missed the playoffs in his career. Don't fuck this up for me. He comes yep. back. Zion's like, all right, man, I'm trying. Well, I'm trying. <laughs> oh, um, D'Angelo Russell took a his birthday and didn't play. And so the T-Wolves were like, shit, we, we, uh, we really want this guy here. We want him to stay here for a while and be happy. Yeah, that's fine. You don't have to play. Whatever. NBA fine. takes this, this opportunity to find him the T-Wolves $25,000. Wasn't that the first fine for... First time they've enacted this rule because it's, it wasn't a medical reason since the rule was enacted in 2017. So this is the first load management? This or, is like the, yeah, air quotes, officially air quotes, load management game that they're fining someone right. for taking. Because Kawhi doesn't do it every other night. Right. right. It, at least the, the Clippers have the, uh, uh, the forethought to say it's his knee or it's his hip. Or right. Just, just say it. Say he, he sprained an ankle in practice. He's Come bad. on, it's not. Hard. He's got some groin soreness. Okay. F- yeah, right, right. That's like when LeBron wants a day off. Yeah, yeah, slight groin strain. Uh, uh, Zion's first fifteen games averaged twenty four points on fifty nine percent shooting. Three thirty point games, thirteen twenty point games. First teenager in history to score twenty plus points in eleven straight games. First rookie since Jordan with at least twelve twenty point games. The first fifteen, and New Orleans is above five hundred when Zion plays by one game. Count it. Uh, this is one thing that I, I actually kind of peeves me about watching any rookie, especially Zion, because he's putting these numbers. I don't care about these little meaningless sets. First person since God knows who to have like these absurd stat lines, and right. it, it's not absurd. Like they're absolutely great. It's like who cares if he was the first person to have twenty and this and did this and did this and it's like there's so many little things on these stat lines. It's like who cares? Yeah, that's. I don't need to know that he beat out somebody who set the record twenty years for a first person to do this ridiculously absurd and stupid thing in the NBA. Who cares? He's playing well. We see that. Don't have to keep reaching. Yeah, like... it's it's exactly they're reaching to show how good he is. Like, I'm watching him play. I know how good he is. I don't care that he's the first nineteen year old to do this or whatever. By the minute, by the I, second. I just, yeah, right. I really don't. It's like he's the first person to do this in this amount of time. It's like, and okay, who cares? That that's one thing. I'm like, I really don't need all these stats continually pushed. I know how great Zion is. I've watched him play. Do you guys remember who uh, Andre Roberson is? Yeah. yeah, hasn't played in like two years. Yeah, well, he still has no timetable for return. Uh, but he has been going through individual workouts, and he missed the entire 2018-19 NBA season with that rough, uh, ruptured left patellar tendon. So he's still not back. St- still out there, maybe. Jesus, maybe. Talk about a. Uh, what if he's their secret weapon in the playoffs? What if? Right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. A guy who can't shoot. <laughs> Defensive lockdown. I think you might be able to throw him in at Gallinari's spot, just because you have enough shooters out there already, but. I, I really don't. Nah. I, he, he's done. Maybe not like for his career, but for being an effective player. He's we'll, done. We'll see. Um, Malik Monk of the Charlotte Hornets was suspended indefinitely yep. for finally, uh, violating the anti-drug policy. Tell Matt. Yeah, that was a couple weeks ago. He was on my fantasy team because he was playing really well. And then 
He was playing out of his mind. Get it? Like because drugs. Yeah. Like DeAndre Ayton, first game of the season, out of his mind. Oh my god! I didn't know what I was thinking. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Duncan Robinson. Holy crap! He's playing well. He's benefiting off. He's getting more minutes because Hero's out. That is true. But those two are both, you know, very similar players. He's got like a 67.7 effective field goal percentage. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, big night here. Wizards won. Orlando's in a tight game with Memphis. Come on, Memphis. Let's catch a game up in the standings. (laughs) That is all I got. That's all I got. Oh, last thing. Sorry. LeBron's like, so when they asked him, hey, hey, LeBron, what do you think about them possibly not having fans at these games? I ain't playing. What? Do we, yeah, what are we doing? I ain't playing for that. What well, do you guys think about that? If they it's don't tough have, to play in an empty arena. I, I get it, but also, like, you got more than just the people in the stadium that are watching you, right? Like, right. Not the first time this has happened. Uh, and, and, and really, they're, they're doing it. Not even as much for the players' protection, more for the fans. Because, I mean, I know, like, on the court isn't extremely, like, isolated from the fans, but it's much better than being right in the middle of them all. Right. They're, they're trying to prevent that spread of germs and disease, and I get that. But what Wash the- your hands, people. Seriously. We learned in kindergarten. If you can't tell, right? I'm a little sick right now. It's not the coronavirus. It's just a little head cold. Right. But- we learned in kindergarten how to wash our hands. How do you know it's not the coronavirus? Have you gotten a test? Uh, well, I drank like a corona or two. Like, Shitty's got it. He drank so a corona. It, it could be a coronavirus, but it's probably it's probably not. Worth mentioning, not related to basketball. Their stock's taking a serious dip. Yeah, 38% <laughs> of Americans won't buy corona under any circumstance. Oh I'll still buy it from corona. It's from Mexico. If price goes down, I won't think about it. I'm going to have to drink some Pacifico, so I'll get sick. Some Pacifico? <laughs> little land shark? I'll take a land shark. <laughs> Alright, I think that's the end of our Modelo podcast. Modelo Especial. <laughs> I think that's the end of our podcast. Thank you all for listening. Peace.